Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. As we begin this new year and prepare to face the trials and tribulations surely coming in our unsettled world, there is one thing that must be preeminent in our minds, Jesus. As has been said earlier from this pulpit, Christmas was not the end, but the beginning of a new covenant between God and his people, a whole new consciousness of the Godhead who entered this earth. At the first Christmas, God entered the world in human form humbly. As he grew up, he walked humbly before God and men, finally humbling himself in his crucifixion and death. Please turn to Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 3. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Though Jesus never wrote a book, more books have been written about him than all other topics combined. To try to describe Jesus in a sermon of this sort is like trying to empty the Pacific Ocean with a teaspoon. To try to describe Jesus to other humans adequately is like trying to describe a golden sunset to a blind person or to describe a painting by Michelangelo to a cow. To use mere words to describe the majesty of Jesus and his eternal power and Godhead is like trying to use an inchworm to measure the distance to the moon. False religions fail to produce a, a suitable substitute for Jesus. Sociologists and governmental programs cannot fill the void in the heart of man that can only be filled by Jesus. Psychologists, psychiatrists, and all other human counselors cannot heal the wounds that only Jesus can heal or offer the comfort that only Jesus can give. Philosophers and sages cannot comprehend nor compete with Jesus, who is the truth embodied and the author and fountainhead of all true wisdom. Throughout the world, master architects have striven to build cathedrals worthy to show his glory. The highest art of musicians and poets have been employed to compose his hymns of praise. Preachers and teachers regret our inability to do him justice with our feeble rhetorical capabilities. Jesus is Redeemer and Savior of the elect, the Lamb of God, and the Lion of Judah. The world can't understand him, Armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him. And leaders dare not ignore him. Herod could not kill him. The Pharisees could not confuse him. And the devil could not hold him. 
He was bruised and he brought healing. He was pierced and he eased pain. He was persecuted and he brought freedom. He was dead and he brought life. His ways are right. His word is eternal. His will is unchanging and his mind is on us. When you fail, he forgives. When you fall, he lifts you up. When you are weak, he is strong. When you are lost, he is the way. When you are afraid, he is your courage. When you stumble, he steadies you. When you are broken, he mends you. When you are hurt, he heals you. When you are blind, he leads you. When you are hungry, he feeds you. When you face trials, he is with you. When you face persecution, he shields you. When you face problems, he comforts you. When you face loss, he provides for you. When you face death, he takes you home. When he is faithful, you are his, and he is yours. Jesus, speaking as never man spake. Jesus, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. Jesus, by whose stripes you are healed. Jesus, who hath also once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Jesus, who be in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins on the cross, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus, more excellent than the angels. Jesus, more excellent than Moses. Jesus, by whom all things consist. Jesus, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Jesus, before whom every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Jesus, to whom the noble army of martyrs give witness with their last breath. Jesus, to before whom cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Jesus, our great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, who was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus, who being made perfect, became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Jesus, who is able also to save us to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Jesus is a central theme of the Bible. Yes, Jesus is the theme of every book of the Bible. In the book of Genesis, Jesus is the seed of the woman. In the book of Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In the book of Leviticus, he is the atoning blood sacrifice. In Numbers, he is the smitten rock. In Deuteronomy, he is that prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of the Lord's host. In Judges, he is the great deliverer. In Ruth, he is my kinsman redeemer. In 1 Samuel, he is the Lord who seeth not as man seeth. 
For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. In 2 Samuel, he is the Lord who putteth away your sin. In 1 Kings, he is the wisdom of God, the rejecter of idolatry. In 2 Kings, he is the provider of the horses and chariots of fire. In 1 Chronicles, he is the God who grants a good man what he requests. In 2 Chronicles, he is the Shekinah glory at the dedication of the temple. In Ezra, he is the restorer of the temple. In Nehemiah, he is the restorer of the nation. In Esther, he is the protector of his people. In Job, he is my redeemer who liveth, who shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. In Psalms, he is my all in all, who knoweth the way of the upright, and shall break his enemies with a rod of iron. In Proverbs, he is my pattern, my perfect wisdom, who calls upon me to turn at his reproof. In Ecclesiastes, he is the giver of the words of the wise, who shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. In the Song of Solomon, he is the bright and morning star, the fairest of ten thousands. In Isaiah, he is the miraculous one to be born of a virgin. In Jeremiah, he is the Lord our righteousness. In Ezekiel, he is the true shepherd opposing the false shepherds. In Daniel, he is the ancient of days, the stone cut out without hands. In Hosea, he is the faithful and loving husband. In Joel, he is the judge calling all nations to judgment. In Amos, he is the advocate of social justice. In Obadiah, he is the wrath and the favor in the day of the Lord. In Jonah, he is the missionary to all men. In Micah, he is the God-man who is to be born in Bethlehem. In Nahum, he is the God of vengeance. In Habakkuk, he is the God of justice. In Zephaniah, he is the prophesied Messiah. In Haggai, he is the one who will shake all nations. In Zechariah, he is the ancient of Jehovah, the branch of David. In Malachi, he is the messenger of the covenant the son of righteousness. In the book of Matthew, Jesus is the Messiah. In the book of Mark, Jesus is the servant of the Jehovah. In the book of Luke, Jesus is the son of man. In the book of John, he is very God of very God, the great I am. In the book of Acts, he is the risen Lord, empowering the church with the Holy Spirit. In the book of Romans, he is the justifier of sinners, our righteousness. In the book of 1 Corinthians, he is the risen and returning Lord. In 2 Corinthians, he is our sin-bearing substitute. In Galatians, he is the one who redeems us from the law. In Ephesians, he is the head of the body, the church. In Philippians, he is the supplier of our every need. In Colossians, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In 1 Thessalonians, he is the soon-coming king. In 2 Thessalonians, he is the judge in the day of the Lord. In 1 Timothy, he is the true shepherd and bishop of our souls. In 2 Timothy, he is the righteous teacher who breathes out the scriptures. In Titus, he is the true elder, setting forth the prerequisites for true elders. In Philemon, he is the settler of our account. In the book of Hebrews, he is our eternal sacrifice, our eternal priest, more excellent than the angels. In James, he is the healer who commands us 
to have living rather than dead faith. In 1 Peter, he is the chief cornerstone, elect and precious. In 2 Peter, he is the returning Lord, not willing that any should perish. In 1 John, he is the almighty God, showing us how to be certain we are saved. In 2 John, he is the truth. In 3 John, he is the strength and supply of the missionary. In Jude, he is the one who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding joy. And in Revelation, he is the coming King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. See him as he is hauled before corrupt men for bigoted and despicable judgment. See him as they presume to sit in judgment upon the judge of the universe. See him as they ignore at least 12 of their own rules of jurisprudence to rush him to judgment. See him as they falsely condemn him to death, him before whom every knee shall bow. With perjured testimony, hateful crowd manipulation, and evil opportunism, See him as he is stripped of his garments, he who clothes the lilies of the field, he who is coming back in glory clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the breast with a golden girdle. See him as he is mocked, reviled, insulted, and spit upon. See him as they scourge him with a bloody whip. See him as he falls beneath the weight of the cross. See him as they nail him to the cross, fulfilling God's promise to us of a Passover lamb who was to be slain for our forgiveness. See him as they ram a spear into his side. See him as he cries, it is finished. The penalty for your sin and mine has been paid. The just substituted for the unjust. Almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. This is why Christ came to earth that first Christmas. Jesus is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He's my Savior and Lord. Is he your Savior and Lord? Oh, worship the King. Oh, come let us adore him. Jesus the Lord. Amen. Amen.